Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Step Ahead. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our fourth episode. This is a podcast where you can gain some really valuable insights about your future career from industry experts. And on today's episode, we have a jack of all trades, an individual working in a profession that demands a dynamic approach as well as thinking ahead and beyond. It requires some very robust fundamentals and extraordinary problem-solving skills. It's none other than a management consultant. Let me ask her that to please introduce our mastermind guest. Gladly, Muhammad. So today we're really thrilled to have Jawad with us. So he is a student from the American University of Sharjah, and he has a bachelor's degree in finance and accounting which is a combination of working with numbers in the past, but also analyzing the numbers of the future. So Jawad currently works at the largest big four company as a management consultant, and he does this all while pursuing a master's degree in global security and policymaking from King's College London. And previously, he has also worked as an intern at PwC and Aramex. So hello, Jawad. Welcome to our podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, Huda. Hey, Muhammad. Uh, at first, let me thank you for hosting me today and for the very nice and welcoming introduction. Uh, I'm doing fine. All is well. Alhamdulillah. Thanks for joining us today. And without further ado, let's get started uh, with your journey and listening to your experiences. So, Jawad, coming to, you know, your time at university, can you share with us uh, some experiences you were involved in? My time in university was actually a bit different because I started with two years and a half on campus, then the COVID pandemic did hit. So that was a time change for me, like, my perspective on life has changed my career path has changed i had to discover a lot however my dedication to studying never changed no matter what what, how was i studying was it online was it in campus was it on in class my perspective and my dedication to studying never has changed. And honestly, you might call me that nerd in class that would sit on the first row and make notes and ask so many silly, stupid questions. But honestly, looking back at it now, I'm grateful for that. If I did not have asked these questions, I would not have learned what I'm supposed to learn. That's something which is very inspiring, that studying is something you were always interested in. And no matter the situ- when the situation changed, you still uh, were interested and keen to study. So regarding the recruitment process, we'd really love to know how you prepared for it and what, in your opinion, perhaps made your work stand out from other candidates who were applying. We'd really love to hear about it. That's actually a good question. Thank you for asking that. Uh, the recruitment process with me started ever since I made. I wanted to do my first internship mm-hmm. in Aramex back in 2019. In my first year, uh, sorry, 2018, uh, in the first summer, I have joined AOS. So me searching, uh, looking for opportunities, uh, looking for internships all around, and sometimes coming as an intern with zero experience, some companies or corporate organization 
don't take you that seriously. So during my time in uni, I would focus on my studies, of course. I would always give it my first priority. However, looking for internships, building my CV, building my connections, uh, connecting with people on LinkedIn, messaging people, messaging friends or connections that I know that work in some industries I really want to get in has for sure helped me in securing a job that I would call right now the job, the dream job I always wanted to be honest. And I I can't I did I don't see it's my dream job now except after trying multiple industries. And that's the thing that actually helped me in securing a job that I really wanted. To answer your second part, how to attract uh, or how to stand out. Standing out uh, let's admit it, we're fresh graduates. We come out with so much knowledge, so much passion, so much determination. We come out with so much motivation. However, we need to prove that to recruiters. So by having multiple internships, that has helped me for sure. Building so many connections everywhere I have worked. I have done more than five or six internships before I actually secured my first full-time job. I honestly think that that's some really wonderful advice. I think talking about networking and really building those connections with other people is what really helps you not only learn from their experiences, but also just generally flourish in a more competitive environment. Because as you work in the consulting industry and just the business industry in general nowadays, it's very, very competitive. So it's really important to stand out in that. I agree on that part. I would add one more thing that uh, to stand out, you need to work on yourself. You need to see what does the market right now need. Like so many people graduate with finance degrees, accounting degrees and engineering degrees. But what differentiates you? It's not how many grades did I have or how much knowledge do I have? It's a combination of all. It's a combination of your past experiences, of your expertise. How do you build yourself, your uh, your skills, your experiences? They all play a big role in shaping who you are and how you present yourself to the recruiter or to someone who you want to that is interview interviewing you. How do you align your goals and vision to a certain? Uh, role you're applying to, what addition or what value you're adding to that company you're joining. I think that's what hiring managers or managers want to see in the person. Because at the end of the day, a job can be done. However, how is it being done is the question. And you need the right skill, you need the right experiences, you need the right exposure and the mindset to make it different from other candidates that might not be suitable for that job for sure i think that's a that's a very important point you mentioned that standing out is is a combination of a lot of things put together your skills your expertise your previous experiences and now jawad coming to your you know your undergraduate degree so you did a degree in finance and accounting so can you tell us about how that degree in finance and accounting has helped you so far uh, in your career as a consultant Yes, for sure. Uh, I actually did a business administration bachelor, which with a with a major in finance and a minor in accounting. It has opened so much for me because I work with a lot of building strategies uh, and financial strategies. And for example, costing. I work with uh, company setups, building strategies. I think my courses that I have taken has empowered me enough 
of knowledge to transfer it into real work. Focus on the courses that actually, like focus on all your courses because you don't know which course you will end up using or working for the rest of your life. And I'll give you an example. I think one of the most important courses I have done in business and SBA, the School of Business Administration is BIS. And BIS is all about Excel and PowerPoint. Back in the day, I was like, oh, it's easy. But, but guess what? I do all day. I do either PowerPoint presentations, Excels. I do a lot of research. So I think focus on the courses, focus on the skills that each course comes with. So for example, if you're studying finance and you, we do courses in a course called banking or investment, you don't know, you might be in that course, in that field for the rest of your life, for the rest of your career life. Don't care about the grade, care about how much can I get out of that? How much can I learn? How much can I gain of experience and knowledge that will empower me to be in such a field, either investment banking, for example, or banking in general, or maybe uh, a good example would be management 406, which is a strategy course. Management 201 is important too. Accounting 201 to understand what are the financials, where do the financial numbers come from? How do you put the numbers? Accounting team or, and finance is the main part of any organization. So empower yourself, take these courses, learn from them because at some point you will cross it in your career path. Yeah, I think uh, that's a very important aspect that you shared that every course is adding a lot of value because you really don't know where you're going to use this at this point when you're studying. Uh, this is probably something you'll realize much later. It's important to you know understand the basics of everything well because if your fundamentals and your basics are strong, it's only then that you can progress doing the advanced courses. Exactly. You need to build a very strong uh, background or a base to build on. 100%. And I think a lot of people take that for granted. They want to jump straight into the really complicated things and the really fancy things. Like, let's just let's just look at the best thing that we can look at. And as great as that is, it's just building those foundational skills is is what's really going to help because at the end of the day these are often overlooked but they're what's really really important exactly Huda, i would add one point here so once for example we have a team project we usually tend to go with the smartest people in class because we might some students might rely on them because they're smart to get the good grade mm -hmm. personally i would advise them go with the weakest so you you study the most out of the of them to be able to manage, to be able to share the knowledge, to be able to research, to be able to put the most value and most impact in that project for you, for your own self, for your own knowledge. The grade does not matter. If, if I either get the A or the C, it does not matter in the end of the day. The, what matters in the end of the day is how much they gain, how much they learn, how much impact would I make with the knowledge I made or I studied. Mm -hmm, absolutely. I think generally we're in this sort of culture where everyone is very consumed by what grade they're getting. And it's all about, okay, let's just let's just pick a course that's an easy A. We hear that a lot. Like, which course can I take that's an easy A that I can mm -hmm. get a good grade in? And as, as important as good grades are, not to undermine those, at the end of the day, how much you learn, that's why we're all pursuing degrees. It's to, it's to learn and to develop ourselves and to become better, more well-rounded versions of ourselves. I agree with you. 
uh, grades are, are important because once you want to pursue, for example, higher degrees like master's, PhD, grades are important. They're, we're not undermining them. But what about when you combine the grades and the knowledge? That's powerful. Absolutely. I think that's a wonderful piece of advice. Now, coming to your consulting job specifically, so uh, could you perhaps describe a day in your life, per se, as a consultant for us and what the work culture is like in this industry? Mm -hmm. And perhaps if you have any advice that you would like to give people starting a consulting career. Actually, consulting is a passion of mine. I did not know what's consulting until I did an internship with PwC consulting team. I did so many internships, one internship in supply chain, I did an internship in a startup, I did an audit internship, I did uh, both an, an internal accountant, an internal finance role internships. And in, the, in my last year of uni, I was ex accepted in one in PwC, which is one of the big four consulting firms. I chose to be part of their consulting and ever since I loved it I was so passionate about it I thought that we're actually making a difference in this industry I saw how much how much of an impact I can make in that industry so that's why I decided to go into into consulting as an industry and to take consulting as a career of mine how does my day look like okay let me tell you something I don't know how does my day end and I don't know how does my day start. Like literally, I would it would be five, six, and be like, oh, really? It's five, six. At first in consulting, we work on projects. So each team might be set up of three to six to seven to maybe 12 people working on a certain project. And each project has a different scope. The work you're putting in changes. That's a good example of why I choose consulting because you're not going to be doing the same thing for a long period of time. You're going to be involved with different industries. So let's say TMT or, for example, the government and public sector or maybe oil and gas and minerals. Uh, there's a lot of sectors out there and each scope of work is different from one project to another. So in each project, you're expanding your skills, you're expanding the experiences you are gaining, you're expanding this interpersonal skills because we're in the end, we're human. We, we're interacting with the humans in consulting we're not selling product we're selling a service we're selling a service from a human to a human to implement so you're going to be working with multiple uh, managers multiple personalities multiple clients multiple client perspectives it helps you build this interpersonal skills and communication skills in addition to my consulting work i love working on internal initiatives that actually mean a lot to me which is the well-being and people and purpose we i work on that with the whole organization of consulting where we focus on multiple things the well-being of our employees we all know how consulting is a demanding industry we focus on the culture diversity and inclusion and everything that comes with it because in the end we're an asset employees are an asset to their companies especially in consulting if you don't take care of your assets and your employees who are your assets how do you expect them to give and to be productive and to be active and to be able to learn and to develop business and to build the client relationships. So that's what my typical day looks like at work. That's a very busy and hectic day. But considering that you mentioned that you're working on different project projects, uh, dealing with different entities. So considering this dynamic nature of consulting, 
how do you as a consultant deal with the changing requirements of your clients that's actually a good question mohammed uh consulting is a very fast moving environment because let's think about it why do companies come to consulting because they either want to make a change they want to fix something or they just want to implement something new. So in consulting, you always need to be ahead of the market with the latest trends. You need to be very aware of what's going on in the market because maybe that entity that is approaching you is following a system that was designed 20 years ago and they want to integrate a new system or a new methodology or a new policy. So in consulting, it's a very fast moving environment. You're always ahead of the market because you're implementing what's the latest trends you're what's you're implementing the latest systems the latest policies and procedures the latest transformation and digital transformation for example so it's a very fast moving environment i would agree you know and it's such a fast moving job how do you deal with these changing requirements because every time you're working with a new entity you have to sort of adapt to their requirements you have to understand their systems and processes you have to deal with the way they work so how do you how do you as a consultant adapt so fast to these changes yes that's actually a very good question uh, the project is usually made up of uh, four to five to six people and we have project management we have our leadership that give us an overview of what is the scope of work, uh, what are the skills are needed, what should we develop. We sometimes need to do some courses and some to build some skills before entering a new project as us consultants to be able to deliver. Yes, it is moving, it's fast moving. However, we learn every day. There's no one day in consulting that moves that you're not learning a new thing, especially in junior roles. The, the more senior roles, the more the leadership rules. So as junior consultants, as a business analyst, junior consultant, or even a senior consultant, we're still learning on, on the job. We learn every single day. We come across issues. We come across problems. And that's where the your communication skills, uh, skills come in, problem-solving skills come in. That's where your self-learning and knowledge sharing and the ability to hear feedback and to give feedback comes in. Because at the end of the day, we need to listen, we need to communicate. So I think that's what helps us consultants and me especially in keeping, staying up to date with whatever new project I am on. And most importantly, don't be shy to ask questions. For example, you're going on a new project that is about transformation. Sit with your manager, sit with your leader, sit with your director, ask them, what do you expect from me? How is this scope? How are we going to implement this point? What are we going to do? There's nothing wrong with questions because believe it or not, these directors, partners, leaders, senior managers, senior people, they were in your shoes one day. So they know what better. They come with experience. So and I said something about problem solving. I think it's a very important skill. However, I don't expect, I did not expect it from myself coming fresh out of uni to have problem solving skills. Problem solving comes with experience, it comes with exposure, it comes with knowledge. So for example, if I face a problem with something I received from a client or there is an issue with, a, with something I'm working on, 
if once I joined, I would panic and be like, oh, there's something wrong. I need to report that. But now I'm so grateful, alhamdulillah, after two years of working consulting, I spot the issue. I try to play around it to see what solutions can we can we do and then go suggest it to the management. And then I would work with my team, with my management, with our project lead and finding a proper solution, maybe both proposals for the questions, like for the issues I provided were wrong, which is totally fine. However, maybe something can be good and we can even improve on it. That's some really, really great points, Jawad, that you mentioned. I think just a combination of sitting down with people who are more experienced and learning from them, but then also you've talked a lot about these different soft skills. So whether it's problem solving or interpersonal skills, interacting with people, those are really important. And nowadays, we'll actually find that mm-hmm. employers are seeking out people who have soft skills as well as knowledge. Mm-hmm. So they want these well-rounded people and they want people who can be in their teams, but also have good communication and can work well with others. I think that you mentioned a really good point. I was about to mention it too, is communication. I think communication skill is the most important skill communication here i mean by listening by communicating verbally and in writing listening is part of communication by the way i think being able to listen to sit and listen and then speak know how when to speak is so important and it's not about how loud do i speak or how much do i speak sometimes People who speak the less have the most knowledge, but they wait for this other person to finish speaking to see where they're coming from, because maybe you can get inspired by just listening. For example, you're discussing a problem or an issue from the way you, the tone you speak, from the way you speak about it, from the different factors that come to it. As a consultant, I can find the solution or think about the solution while listening to you. And then consultant should be able to communicate that solution, either writtenly, verbally, through a presentation deck or through an email. Should have communication is a very important skill. Yeah, absolutely. I think that when you're really able to sit down and listen, I think that a lot of people forget that listening is a really important part of the communication process as well. It's not just the conventional talking verbally or the written. It's also about listening and Mm -hmm. hearing people's perspectives and just growing from those. That's also really, really important. So I really loved the conversation that we just had about that. I think our listeners are really going to benefit. And we're going to take a little bit more of a tangent now. So um, as we mentioned in the introduction, you're currently doing uh, your master's degree. And I believe that is in global security and policymaking from Mm -hmm. King's College London. Firstly, that's really, really amazing and really admirable that you're also pursuing a master's and working. But how do you manage that? How do you maintain this work-life balance? And could you talk a little bit about your master's and work? both of them together in tandem yeah i believe in one thing to be honest which is the value i'm adding the impact i'm uh, i'm doing it's not i'm doing all of that for the next promotion or for the increment in my salary in the end of the day money and salary is important however i'm doing it more to expand my knowledge to learn new things to have an impact to have a value and to add to our societies, to our schools, to our people, to our organizations I work with. That's what makes me and keeps me going is the value and the impact I want to make. How do I manage? Honestly, 
It's not as easy as it might sound. I try my best, to be honest. Some days I have the full energy to do it. The other days I don't, which is totally fine. I have my up, up and downs. All humans go through that. Sometimes, some days I just have a long day that I'm not even in the mood to read a one article piece. On the other days, however, for example, on the weekends, I would put a schedule for myself that these three hours are booked just for me to focus on my master's, to read this article, to read this case study and implement on it. I think that the integration of your work and life is more important than work-life balance. So for example, if I work today seven hours, then I can give more to my master's. Or if I work 12 hours, then I can give less. However, I can also give to myself because in the end of the day, we are humans. We need to take care of ourselves mentally, physically, well-being-wise, wellness, fitness. It's all important. So I try my best to go to the gym daily. I try my best to do something that I enjoy every single morning. I love going to get my coffee, to be honest, and going for a drive either before I go to my client or if I'm working from home. I have to do something that actually puts me in a good mood to allow me to be productive, to allow me to get to have a good day. So studying and working is not easy, I'll be honest, but it's manageable. If you want to manage it, you can manage it. However, you need to sacrifice other things. It comes a lot with a lot of dedication and uh, hard work. I think like you mentioned, doing what we love and adding value. So we're all emotional beings and we all at some point realize that probably if this is this is something we love doing and we want to do it more and it's quite inspiring to see that how you manage your time as a consultant which is obviously a very dynamic and a tough job and how you integrate your yeah. your master's education in between and also find time for your personal well-being and maintaining your physical health so that's that's quite inspiring and that also shows that as tough as a job could be you still could find time to do things you love it's just that you need to have your own right schedule and timing in place i agree with you it's all about the mindset and just coming back to beginning of your consulting career if you can share with us about how the interview process was so for someone who's preparing for a consulting uh, interview uh, or wants to step into into the consulting world how did you prepare for these interviews maybe you you know you practiced a lot of case studies so what is the process like in terms of getting the job or getting that internship that you had at bwc or the place where you're working at right now that's actually a good question and you mentioned case studies that's a big part of the interview process i think for consulting and i think other industries are trying to implement the same with my current job i had around five interviews it differs each interview has a different scope different needs different wants different goals i'll rest assure you they're manageable look they're not as hard as people think they are they do require a lot of preparation. Like personally, before my case study, I literally took it as a job. Are you a fresh grad? Your first job is looking for a job, preparing for the job, preparing for the case studies, preparing. I would literally sit with myself and read about questions that they would I would expect for them to, to ask me. Prepare myself with case studies. Right now, if you go on any website, of any company, consulting company, you will see samples of case studies out there. Sit and practice them. 
memorize them, understand them, see the trends in them, do benchmarking. Let's say company X does ask this, company Y ask that, do benchmarking. And I think there's an important course in uni, I think it's called something about English, they prepare you for interviews, sit with your friends and ask them to ask you the questions in an interview, reach out to your manager, the old managers you worked with, your internships be like what do you think i should improve what do you what do you think i should work on what do you think my strengths are so you can be able to answer these questions it's a long process however it's worth it because once you get that acceptance uh, email you will forget about how long the process was i think five interviews honestly it's it's a little scary to think about the fact that you have to do five of them but as you said where in the end all of the effort becomes worth it and if it's your passion then absolutely why not and that's i think again why it's so important to work on your skills with speaking as well because when you're in all of these interviews you obviously have to communicate everything that you're thinking in a verbal manner so if you do that well then it very much increases your chances of getting the job and people will be impressed by you i agree with you our resumes are not us resumes or or cvs they're only a paper it's one a4 paper however how you present yourself in that interview how you handle yourself how you communicate about your experiences build a story out of your experiences build something that will actually attract the attention of the recruiter or the hiring manager or whoever you're getting interviewed with that after the interview they'd be like oh I want that person. I want Huda. I want Muhammad to be on my team. Because sometimes it's all about how you present yourself, how you communicate about your experiences. How will you add value? 100%. And thank you so much for sharing that. I think even in general, it's advice that can apply to interviews in general, not just in the consulting industry, because interviews are a standard part of, I think, almost every career that you're going to go into that it's very it's a very conventional process so to any of our listeners please do take that advice on board regardless of what career you want to pursue so the last topic that we'd really want to discuss is artificial intelligence as you know it's very much part of our society now and and it's growing a lot so how do you think that ai specifically is going to impact the consulting industry are you worried about ai's impact do you look at it more positively honestly no i'm not worried about ai ai is a tool that will help us as humans and as people in the industry to succeed even more because AI will open so much potential for us because AI does not know about the future. AI, you feed the AI the information you want. For example, if I went on ChatGPT right now and ask a question, they won't know what will happen in the future. They don't, AI does not have the experience in the future. Us as humans are the ones that feed AI. So for example, you're building a digital transformation for a company you put the information into AI. In consulting, we are the ones who are putting the information into the AI. Right now, I'm not, but I think how the industry is going, where, where they're going to leverage AI to be able to be used. I think AI will add value to us as consultants, and it will open so much potential. Yeah, I think that's that's a very interesting take on AI and considering how it's going to shape the consulting field specifically. 
uh, it's a tool that will add a lot of value for sure. Uh, will make a lot of processes easier. Will help us uh, in gaining and finding data for sure. Coming to the last question of our lovely podcast, Jawad, if you can share with us a quote or an experience that represents you. Ah, that's a hard one. Um, actually, there is an Arabic word that I actually love so much, which is "qaf ala nasiyat al-hilmi waqatil," which translates into English: "Stand on the, on the cliff of your dreams and fight for them," which means keep fighting, keep hustling, keep working hard until you get the dream you actually want, where you want to be, visualize that and fight for it. No one will ever come tell you why did you dream. You can always dream. It does not cost you anything. It just puts you more hope, more motivation to fight for that dream to come a reality, inshallah, one day. As someone who's you know a student, there's a lot of dreams out there that we all aspire. Uh, there's a lot of things we all want to achieve. So just keep that dream, keep hustling, uh, be persistent, and you can achieve what you want. So thanks a lot, Jawad, for joining us today. It was a lovely interaction with you. We hope that our listeners learned something and they were able to take something from this podcast. So thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for hosting me. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for your time. And thank you for our listen- listeners too. And please feel free to reach out to me on linkedin if you need any advice so you can get to know each other more and thank you all for the efforts and this initiative and i wish you all the best of luck inshallah thank you again for being on today's episode and again everyone who's listening please feel free to reach out to jawad he has some really amazing advice to give all of you so please do reach out and feel free to reach out to us as well if you have any suggestions for future episodes or who you would like to have next or what questions you'd like us to ask them please feel free to reach out and until next time bye everyone